Hi, my name's Dr. Graham Carmen. I'm the president and CEO of Tinker Resources, listed on the TSXV exchange. Tinker has one of the best undeveloped zinc projects in the world. We anticipate it will be a top 10 zinc producer. We've just published a PEA. The company's well-funded, and we're looking forward to some exciting exploration programs and development programs in 2022. Great. Thank you very much. Welcome, Graham. Good to be talking to you. How are you? Hi, Marilyn. Nice to see you. Um, <clears throat> so, Tinker, Tinker Resources, uh, market cap, $55 million, and you've just published a PEA on um, iWilka, and it's got an NPV of, remind me, 400 and something million dollars. Yeah. 433. 433 million dollars post tax. And then when you put, put spot prices in, it jumps up to 7.35 or something like that. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So you've got a great looking set of numbers and the market cap is languishing at $55 million. Um, we're going to talk about kind of your exploration strategy. We're going to talk about the PEA. Um, but perhaps you could just kind of start off by kind of your thoughts on the market capitalization, kind of where it is and why it is. Well, the, the market cap is around 65 million Canadian. Um, we, we have kind of been traveling along sideways for a period of time. Uh, I, I think there's, some, there's a number of things uh, holding the, the, the market cap back. I mean, the project's gotten better and better. Every year we've we found more mineralization. Uh, this PEA that we've published is really outstanding, it's outstanding project in terms of numbers. Um, I think there's a few factors. One is that Peru, there's been some some challenging times here, first with COVID, and then the uh, you know there's been some some presidential changes. We we think uh, things are actually looking up on 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 the on the. Uh, on the polit on the political side, um, and and I guess um, you know the the other thing is I suppose we've you know we we really have been knocked around by COVID. I mean essentially we lost most of 2020. Uh, Peru was hit really really hard by by COVID. So so now we're uh, we've just published our PEA and and we've we're looking forward. This is going to be a really exciting time going ahead. Uh, 2022 we've got a. We've got a lot of exciting work planned in terms of advancing the project, doing more drilling, uh, de-risking the project, um, continuing with the exploration, looking for more resources. Plus, we've added a new copper gold project to the portfolio, which, which has the potential to be a really exciting new discovery. So our shareholders who are coming on board uh, or, and our existing shareholders will, will, be, uh, will get the advantage of, of, of having two strings to the bow, not just one. Uh, or three, if we include the tin, but we can talk about that later. We can. Um, tell me a bit more. Um, I haven't worked in Peru for, uh, goodness me, uh, 12, 13 years. Um, I always found Peru to be a very strange and wonderful place. I mean, the potatoes are just delicious. The food is wonderful. Um, the, the, piscos, the piscos are great. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, so many good things about life in mm -hmm. Peru. Um, yep. But there is this kind of undercurrent of far out zany stuff, um, and it's very very patchy. 
uh, in terms of your ability to work across Peru. I don't know the exact area that you're working in. Can, is it one of the ones which is open to mining? And um, I'm, I'm sure you're going to say it is, but can you give me some mm-hmm. examples why that is? Well, Peru is a significant mining country. There's a hell of a lot of mines here. They operate uh, successfully. Right, uh, copper, it's the second largest copper producer in the world, the second largest zinc producer in the world. Um, permitting can be slow. It, it, there is a lot of red tape around permitting, so getting drill permits is slow. We have had a drill permit now in place continuously for a number of years, so we actually haven't been held back by drill permitting. Um, having said that, it has been slow to get an extension to our drill permits. We, we've got some fantastic targets that we want to drill and, and we've been held up by, um, by not being able to permit the wider area. Now, I'm, I'm expecting that those permits will come through next year to, be, to allow us to, to drill targets outside of our existing permit. Um, Central Peru, where we are, is well known for its mining. Um, people understand mining. There's been mining in Central Peru now for uh, for 100 years, and it's, so it's the traditional part of Peru where where there is where there is mining, and there hasn't been, shall we say, well documented, well well um, issues with with say communities or or strikes and this type of stuff that there has been in other parts of Peru like in the south or even in the north uh, so, so you're you're not next to Antamina no we're 100 kilometers from Antamina but by the way Antamina doesn't really have a, a history of, of problems there was, there was a shutdown just recently uh, that, that you know because of, of some concerns there but mostly the, the there's been issues in the southern part of Peru uh, you know in Las Bambas for example yeah 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 famously um, and and what's the what's the President, I mean, because I think the Antamina recent kind of kerfuffle has been really stimulated by the um, Castillo coming in. Um, yes. And, you know, that's in almost sense, it's empowered the, the protests against against miners. It's, it's said, hang on, this guy is going to be on our side. He's going to support us. Um, what, what's, the, what's the feeling that you're getting from him in terms of legislation, potential royalty changes, uh, any tinkering with the tax code or approaches to permitting have you had any indications yet or are you still in the wait and see mode well we're in a bit of a wait and see mode we don't think there's going to be any significant changes from the permitting side this this government isn't going to isn't going to change anything about permitting um uh there's a lot of talk about increasing taxes we we think that um they may or may not happening at the moment happen at the moment they're just trying to solidify their government uh yesterday there was a there was a vote of confidence in the Congress that went through. It was passed, um, so that's a, that's a good thing. Um, the, the president is still trying to find his feet, you know, and uh, he's not. He, he doesn't have a lot of experience in in, in governing, um, but thankfully the the Congress there looks to be fairly strong, and uh, you know, this this. It's, it's going to be an interesting time. It really is. We, we, it's a bit of a suck it and see. But at the moment, um, you know, there's, there's enough um, checks and balances in the system that, 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 uh, that you know, there'll be a, f- a few bumps in the road, Maryland, but we, we do anticipate things will continue. 
the way they are. There's no doubt that the the communities in Peru are feeling more empowered now than they were. Um, but in our instance, we've we've had we have fantastic relationships with our with our communities. Um, we've we've been working at Awuka now for about ten years, and and we we expect to be able to continue to to work with the with the communities, um, you know, and and it keeps advancing the project. So. Uh, Touching wood and all that. Central Peru is not known for its for its concerns as other parts of the Peru are. Uh, we're working very well with the communities, and we're looking for for a win win um, and and continuing continuing to work with the you know, with the with the communities. And from the permitting side, we don't think Castillo is going to have much impact. Okay. Well, um, uh, I'm not quite reassuring, you know, in in its entirety. But um, it, it's it's uh, as you say, wait and see. Um, let's move on to uh, more positive ground of the PEA because I, I mean I, you said it was a, uh, an impressive document. I I haven't read from the beginning to the end, but I have um, dipped into it, and it, it looks like a pretty impressive document. I was um, quite impressed by the way that that um, project shapes together. Could you just kind of outline some of the, or just kind of reiterate some of the highlights for the benefit of viewers? Well. If we were producing today, we would be a uh, top 10 global zinc producer. We'd be number eight. It produces a, um, and we'd be the, the second largest zinc producer in Peru after Antamina. It's not only zinc, but we also produce silver and lead. Uh, it, it's a 15 year mine life, um, eight and a half thousand tons per day. Uh, as I say, produce a heck of a lot of zinc going to the local concentrator here in Peru, um, Nexus, Nexus, um, sorry, Nexus refinery here in Peru. Um, the infrastructure is extremely good in this part of Peru. There's, there's roads, we've got power that goes right over the top of the property. There's water. Um, so there's, there's a lot of good things going for this project. Plus, there's a heck of a lot more upside. Uh, we believe eventually this project is going to be a heck of a lot bigger in terms of uh, size is a huge amount of potential. Um, and as well, we've got the tin upside, Marilyn, which you've mentioned before. We've got a, uh, a zinc silver resource, which is um, mm -hmm. nearly 65 million tonnes of, of mineralisation. Uh, plus, we've got 8 million tonnes of 1% uh, tin, uh, tin being 10 times the value of zinc at the moment on the, on the, on the uh, metals markets. Uh, the 8 million tonnes of 1% tin did not make it into the PEA. So there's a lot of upside uh, there as well. Could you? Um, I saw in one of your presentations you've got a long section with uh, uh, the the zinc silver over the top and the and the, the tin zone underneath. Have you got that handy? Could you pull that up? I think it'd be a useful um, <clears throat> diagram to have a look at. Sure. This is one section uh, which shows the the limestone, which is uh, the favourable host. This is the north south section, and the and the zinc uh, the zinc PEA is highlighted here in the central part. Uh, the red is the high grade, and the green is is the is the uh, the kind of low grade. There's no vertical exaggeration here, Maryland. So uh, we're looking at about a kilometre north south uh, mineralisation, still open to the south. The controls uh, of the mineralisation we believe are these faults, these east west faults, which come mm. through. And there are some other faults here that haven't yet been tested. This one to the south, and this is the one that um, we're really really excited to drill. Um, hopefully, hopefully in the in the early part of next year. Uh, where we've not been able to drill in the past, and we've got uh, geochem anomalies, geophysical anomalies sitting above above that structure. Have you tried um, any seismic over that area? 
No, we have not tried seismic, uh, but uh, it's a very, a very good suggestion, uh, Marilyn. Now, this is the east-west section. So this is looking, um, yeah, east-west, basically. And this one's got the tin on it. Uh, and the tin is highlighted by the orange blobs here, these ones at the base. Um, so mostly the tin is underneath the zinc or even on the sides at this area at south is a bit of commingling of the two. Um, but typically where the zinc, there's no tin, and when there's tin, there's no zinc. So they actually are completely separate, uh, different style of mineralization, and they occurred at different times, actually. Oh, really? Different times? Interesting. Yeah, the, tin, the tin was earlier, and the zinc uh, is coming later. Okay. Um, you, 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 the, the, the PEA covers... Uh, 19 million tonnes of indicated resources and six, you said that there's 65 million tonnes of overall resource, which means that there's probably something in the region of 46 million tonnes of inferred resources. If you, on, on this, yeah, on the, to go back that one slide, if you could, to the long section. Oh, the long section? Yeah, please. This one? Yeah. Um, so where are the inf indicated resources and where's, where's the area that you've done the... Um, the PEA the drilling. Okay, so well, the PEA covers all of the resource. Uh, so, okay, um, so, this, so so the full sixty-five. Uh, that's why it's a PEA because it's got you, you've got inferred resources in there. Sorry, yeah, yeah brain yeah, going so, slow. So so of the sixty-five million tons of of indicated plus inferred resources, which uh, you know if you add them together, which I'm not allowed to do, but I will for the sake of this discussion. Um, in the PEA, with uh, the mined resource is forty million tons. Okay. okay, and of that 40 million tons, 19 million tons, or very close to half, is indicated. Right, and gotcha. the indicated, the indicated is, is located here in the area that we call south. Uh, the vast majority of, this, of the lower grade mineralization, which is in green here, is all inferred. If I go back to this one uh, map, which uh, this one here, this is a map looking down, a plan yep. of, of the resource. And you can see the area in blue and the area in red. Um, so west and south, the, those are the areas where we've got 19 million tons of indicated resources. And you can see where the drilling through here is less dense. All of that is inferred through central, the green area, through east and blue. And the tin zone is also highlighted on here, Merlin. It's the, it's the gray, uh, which as we saw in the section just now is lying underneath the tin zone, uh, the zinc zone. And just in terms of what we think are the controlling structures, um, I highlighted those structures there on that other cross-section. It's these ones here, this um, kind of northeast trending structures. There's several of those crossing the property. This is the main one uh, that goes all the way through here, but there, there are others that have not yet been drill tested. Okay, great. Let's just, um, I'm going to um, kick this off the, the screen for now. Okay. Um, Thank you. Um, amuse me. I've, I've just suddenly thought of this. What happens if the zinc price goes to zero? No one cares about zinc. And from today, the the zinc, the tin price is going to be thirty five thousand dollars per ton in perpetuity. What would you do, and how would you go approach? How would you go about assessing the um, the zinc, the tin potential? Um, from here with the information that you've got and then taking it forward? Well, that's one of the great things about A. Wilker is that we actually have optionality. You saw in that section there with the red highlighting the high-grade south deposit, that south deposit grades 
9%, 10% zinc. It's well above the average grade of the entire deposit. So we do have the option, and it's also the shallowest part of the deposit and the thickest part. We do have the option to mine there first and then potentially, if we can make it work, mine the tin at the same time. So we're going to be looking at that. That's one of the options that we're going to be looking looking to next year is, is in terms of you know the optimization, just to see um, does it make sense to actually try to mine the, that high-grade tin at the very early part of the mine plant. We couldn't make it work this time. Um, we've got we've got some more metallurgy to do on the tin side. The zinc the zinc metallurgy is very straightforward. On the tin side, there's more work to do. Um, um, just when, you, when, you, when you say it's more metallurgy to do, is that because it's in stannite, or is it, if you've got cassiterite and grain size issues, you know what are the, what are the problems there it, it's, or the it's challenges? All, it's all cassiterite, ninety five percent cassiterite. So that's a big tick. Um, it's hosted by um, pyrotite, which is iron sulfide. It's that's the matrix of of the mineralization. There's cassiterite disseminated in, inside of that sulfide. So the trick is to get rid of all of that sulfide. And we're and what we've done so far in the, in the metallurgy is we've uh, we've used gravity, but we haven't used some other tricks like flotation to remove the sulfide. We haven't used some other some other areas that we could increase our tin recovery so there's more work to be done um the other thing on the tin is that there's some really high grade zones fairly near the surface so we think if we could come up come up with a with a small even higher grade uh zone of of, of tin mineralization uh, bear in mind that that eight million tons is, is grading one percent tin we think that there could be the option for three or four million tons at you know one and a half percent tin we think that's that's really going to make that project sink so there's, there's a lot of optionality in terms of, you know, at the moment, the PEA, what it did is it essentially mines all of the, the zinc zone at quite a high throughput, 8,500 tonnes a day. There is a, so there's some options in terms of uh, reducing the, the, the zinc throughput, focusing on the high grade, plus adding a tin circuit. Um, what is the recovery currently on the, uh, with the metallurgical test work you've got on the tin? On the tin, uh, the recovery is around 50, 55%. Okay. So, I mean, your recovered grade is still 0.5% tin, which is a, um, a decent recovery or, you know, possibly a little bit more, 0.55, 0 0.5 to 0.5. That's um, right. And, and the reason we didn't add it, add it to this PEA is because by the, time, uh, by the time you add a tin circuit, of course, bearing in mind, it'll be completely separate um, co co uh, uh, processing. Right. Yeah. I mean, there'd be some shared processing, but by the time we mine the ten and you add it on to the end of the mine life, it makes, doesn't add anything to MPV. No, but you. But but if you if you can mine it at the front end, if you can mine it in the first few years, then then it makes sense, surely. That's it. That's it. Uh, but again, because we're we're mining eight and a half eight and a half thousand tons per day of zinc, and then and then we mine you know a few hundred a few hundred tons of tin. You know, how do we get, how do we do that? You know, how do we fit it into the processing? That's why we didn't do it this time. It was just, we just didn't quite have the keys to, to do it. Um, but we're certainly going to be looking at it in, in the future. Okay, well, let's let's move on to that. Let's ask a few questions or let's let's explore a little bit about what happens next. Because you've, you've said, um, from reading the announcement, it says the IWELCA PEA is good. We go on to the next stage, which is, of course, is a pre-feasibility study. Uh, you said you want to do more work on the tin, and you also want to do some more work on the exploration. So, um, 
my question is, my first question is, why are you doing some exploration? Because 45 million tons, 65 million tons looks like plenty. Are you just doing infill drilling, excuse me, or are you doing step out as well? We're going to be doing both, Merlin. Uh, the infill drilling will be important because it, it increases the confidence of the resource and, and, and that has to be done eventually anyway. So there's, there'll certainly be some infill drilling. The infill drilling is going to be focused on our best part of the project. Um, there's 9 million tonnes of nearly 9% zinc in inferred. And we think that, that, uh, that that's there and, and that zone's also open. So we're going to be looking to extend those really high-grade resources that we've got at South, at South Awuka. Um, so it's addition of high-grade tonnes, number one, to, get, to add early in the mine life. You know how, so do, you, do you know how roughly how many um, um, thousand metres of drilling you're going to need to do that? Uh, well, all up is around 10,000 metres of drilling. So there'll be a combination of, of, of infill and a combination of adding more high-grade resources. Um, and as well, you know, and, and as well, Merlin, of course, um, we, we, we believe that this project is going to be a heck of a lot bigger and we need and we want to show that this project can be potentially double or even treble the size of our current resource. We do believe that as huge possibilities. So we've got a couple of, you know, really important kind of big step out holes we also want to drill. Okay, just to just show the highlight of the potential of the area. Um, um, you want to make those, want to make sure that those go in the right place. Um, uh, my, the reason why I mentioned the, the the seismic is that I've just seen in WA that it's actually on the on the on those deep faults. There's been a lot of good exploration work done on that in the kind of the in the Waluna region, um, and also in Ireland on these um, carbon carbonate replacement deposits. They're really picking up stratigraphy really well. Uh, the the preferential horizons plus these these big listric faults in Ireland. Um, so. Uh, I, I don't know if you've got any um, uh, size, um, vibra-sized trucks in, in Peru or whether you could get them over there, but uh, you know, over the terrain. But I certainly know it's worked like a charm in um, in Ireland, and that's how they're expanding the extending the mine life of of um, uh, the Tara mines. But um, uh, maybe maybe you've got enough um, maybe you've got enough vectors on mineralization where you are to be able to put those deeper or those step out holes safely into kind of on trend. Maybe it's rich enough. Well, again, um, at the end of the day, you've got a drill. We, we've got the structures that are there. Um, we, we're waiting on some permits to be able to drill the extensions of those, mm. of those structures and also the repetitions. We've got enough evidence there to suggest that there's actually mineralization down there. The question is, how much is there? We're going to have to get the, the drill out. But if we can show that the potential could be much, much bigger, and obviously that'll have that's going to make us, uh, you know, you know, in terms of the overall project potential, uh, you know, a lot more attractive. Yeah, but I mean, already, you know, in some ways, being um, having a, a production or a resource base that could potentially sustain one hundred fifty thousand tons of zinc per annum is is that's that's a pretty impressive starting point. Um, so do you consider next year as being the year that you can get the pre-feasibility done or is it going to take 18 months? We, we think the pre-feasibility is going, going to take, uh, is going to take 18 months. The, the, the pre-feasibility won't be completed next year. There'll be work 
done towards there'll be important work like the de-risking work there'll be some infill drilling um because obviously for pfs you cannot use inferred resources Indeed. it's only measured and indicated so yeah. we've got 19 million tons of of of, of indicated resources we would want to see that uh, those indicated resources increase significantly uh, and then that obviously means infill drilling so uh sorry infill drilling so, uh, but there's there's clearly some uh, some engineering we can do on the sides. Um, it's really going to be a combination. It's it's exploration, it's infield drilling, and it's um, moving forward on those long lead term important items for APFS uh, next year. And um, when are you going to do the metallurgical? When are you going to have enough of an idea whether to? Uh, Sorry, let me start again. A PFS is exactly the time when you do all of these trade-off studies. You go into you go into more rigorous detail to do your um, to, to optimize your operation to get the right size. It may be eight and a half thousand tons per day. It might be slightly less with a, a tin stream. You know, when are you going to, um, with regard to the tin stream, when are you going to either you know what's the gating point where you drop it or you include it? Is it, well, is it metallurgy? It's 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 the metallurgy, um, and that's not necessary. That's not a, a big cost item, but that's just getting getting the samples and 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 moving those samples ahead from the right part of the, of the property, from the right part of the resource. We last year we actually hit some really high grade tin. Uh, I think it was eight meters at three and a half percent tin or something like that in the uh, in in the draw intercept. Uh, this and and very close to that high grade zinc zone like literally 30 or 40 metres away. So yeah. very accessible. We've done, we haven't yet been able to get any metallurgical work done on that material. So that's going to be a priority. Um, it looks coarser grain. You can actually see the considerite quite clearly in the drill core. Yeah. Whereas, um, so, so, yeah, that we're going to move that forward too. We're going to get that metallurgical work done uh, as soon as we can on the, on the tin, as well as doing the drilling, as well as doing some of the longer uh, lead items on, a, on the PFS uh, uh, on the PFS work. And what's a realistic timeline for you to get that 10 met work done? Six months, four months, six eight months? months? Six no, months. So, uh, let's say six months. Yeah, so by the middle of next year, you yeah. will have an, an idea internally that you're working towards a project with tin or without. Correct. Okay, good. Um, thank you. It's been really fascinating. You, um, you talked about a copper gold um discovery and a bit of exploration upside mm -hmm. could you um uh show a bit of leg on that please sure i'd love to just let me share my screen one more time i'll just show you just a couple of maps um and uh so uh, in july we bought a large package of of, of claims from bhp yeah right adjacent to a wilker so a wilker is here in red uh yeah. the there the new project we call sylvia is in blue so we now have one of the largest um, tenement uh, packages in this in this part of Peru, as you can see on this slide. And BHP had flown, uh, had had collected airborne magnetics and uh, and and identified some targets and uh, and had even done some initial groundwork. And if I just uh, slide through quickly down uh, down here, so this area that we call Sylvia Northwest, this is their airborne magnetics, and the red blobs are magnetic anomalies. And these were the samples that were collected by BHP. We've come in here on this area that we call Sylvia uh, Northwest, 
And we've actually got outcropping um, rocks up to 12% copper and 18 grams gold. Uh, there's a strong correlation between, between <laughs> copper and gold. And this is in, in SCARN. This is in SCARN that's, um, that's outcropping. So if I show you this slide, um, you can see uh, we've got our sampling crew out there sampling these SCARNs. Yeah. Uh, beautiful mineralization, outcropping. Um, we've taken 106 samples to date. We've got a bunch more samples uh, in the lab as we speak, and, and we'll be uh, announcing some more results from this area. Really that exciting. Looks, that, that looks high. That looks as if that's above... Um... <laughs> that looks as if it's above um, um, 4,000 meters. Is it, high, is it higher than that? It is above 4,000 meters, Marilyn, but that's okay. We're, uh, You're Peruvian. We're, we're used to that. And all, and all of the good mines in Peru are all well above 4,000 meters anyway. Uh, how high was that? 4,500. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm a bit of a wuss when it comes to altitude, but I've, I, I have potted around up on the um, Peruvian highlands and um, staggered around, gasping for breath with a headache. Well, next time you're down in Peru, give us a, give us a yell, and, and potentially we can uh, we can take you up and, and take a look at it. And why? What's the? I'm, just, I'm laughing about those grades at the surface. That's hilarious. Um, but it was sampled by BHP. Yeah, it was sampled by BHP. Um, actually, qu quite interesting, Merlin. Um, they they have a model for antimena, right? And antimena is copper zinc. Um, and uh, and this is copper gold. Oh, so oh we can't we can't, we can't look at that. Fit. It doesn't quite fit, but but I guess they thought, well, you know, it's it's not it's not like antimena. So uh, you know, I, I guess they they obviously their geos looked at it and they and they thought, well, you know, they don't quite see a, a BHP target there. But we we think that um, we're just seeing the very top of it, the very very top. Because the geology immediately above those scans, uh, the limestones there are not very favourable. Whereas once you get into, it's just a little window, right? Just a little window. Yeah. So yeah. who knows? I mean, there's clearly a um, response in the geophysics. There's the grade. Now we really want to drill this, um, so we're we're going to sample it, get it mapped, do all the geophysics that we need to get get the permitting sorted out, and drill it. When will you be able to drill it? Well. Let's say six to twelve months is my is my is my hope. It, it certainly won't be early next year. Um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it'll be late next year. It could take longer. I, I, I'm not going to guarantee that it'll be drilled in twelve months, but yeah. but that's what we're going to be going for. Yeah, we, we, we give it our best shot. We uh, there is red tape down here in terms of getting getting projects permitted. There's no doubt about that. Well, I mean, you've seen the Lausanne curves enough times to know that the market doesn't really respond very well to uh, a PEA going into pre-feasibility study. And it's a big yawn for them, even though you know and I know that it's a really valuable set of work that you're doing. So you're going to have to deliver the sex and violence from um, uh, the copper and the gold exploration. You know, you're going to have to um, get some trench samples um, to show the world that that is also worthwhile I th I, i'm just just riffing off the top of my head um I, I wonder what you think well that's our that's our intention um marilyn uh we we, we understand that we understand that people people want to see um results quickly and they and they like grade and they and, and they like uh you know we think this project has a lot even all 
of the potential of the things you want to see. It's got great. It's got potential size. It's in the right part of the world. It's in fantastic host rock. The same host rock as Antamina. It's an area where very few geologists have been, and part of the reason is because it's high. It's also, but it's also in this, in this little quiet little part of of Peru, kind of tucked tucked away in the mountains. Mm. Uh, it's really hasn't been sampled before. This is the first time ever it's been properly sampled. BHP took six samples from that area. Oh, really? Really? They That's took six samples. And, okay. and it really hasn't been sampled before in any in any way. You know, we we we, we couldn't see any any evidence that geologists have been there and you know chipping away at, at, at the outcrops. So, for all intents and purposes, it's a virgin prospect. Well, fantastic. Um, so let's talk about allocation of capital. What are you? Where where are you putting? How much money have you got? And where are you putting it over the next? Let's say for twenty twenty two. Well, we've got um, our, our cash, our, our balance sheet has got 11 million Canadian. Um, so we're cautious of the funds that we've got. We, um, so we, we're going to be doing, we're going to be doing uh, basic exploration at, um, at Sylvia. And, and obviously the, 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 the amount of money to be spent there isn't very much. But we're expecting to, to drill around 10,000 metres next year at A. Wilker. So we're looking at a, Five six million dollar uh, expenditure at, at A Walker next year, and um, and that's as I mentioned, you know, drilling, um, expanding the resources, um, um, you know, looking for more, uh, looking for more high grade zones, and between now and let's say February March, focusing all our attention on Sylvia sampling, mapping, trenching, um, doing ground geophysics, and and that sort of stuff. So there's going to be a lot of news flow. Coming, coming uh, from Tinker in the next few months. Yep. Um, um, until we start drilling at A. Wilker, it's virtually going to be pure. Uh, it's going to be pure uh, Sylvia copper gold. Great. Um, Graham, it's been great talking to you. I think I've, um, I've learned a huge amount for myself about um, Tinker resources. Is there anything else that you feel that we, you, we haven't covered that you would like to air? Um, maybe not the personal stuff, but um, uh, on the professional side of things. I think we've co- we've really covered everything. I'm I'm down in Peru. I've been here for the last um, six weeks. I'm I'm down here for another month. Um, the guys in Tinker have done a fantastic job uh, to advance advance the projects to where we've got to. Um, we have a really fantastic team. Uh, we are technically driven. I'm a geologist. Um, my VP exploration, uh, Alvaro Fernandez Vaca, is a, a fantastic geologist. A lot of experience. We have strong discovery. A record down here in Peru, and um, I guess a, a note to my shareholders: I know, I know, it's been a long road. Uh, we really do have a fantastic property, and and we believe that the market will eventually see the value in A. Wilker, um, and and uh, and we're going to continue to to move A. Wilker forward. And please you know, bear in mind that we do have a, a a new copper gold prospect that we really like and think has a huge amount of potential. And uh, yeah, look look forward to presenting those results to you and, and the market as, as soon as we get them. So well, thanks a lot, Merlin. Really appreciate it. Graham, it's been a pleasure. Um, I'll say a speech in a few months when we get those, um, well, perhaps on the back of some Sylvia results. Um, but let's leave it there for now. I'm, I'm going to do a summary for the camera. Um, thank you very much. I'll catch you later. Cheers, mate. Bye for now. Bye.